You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. It is the 28th of uh, July, 2016. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, it's been a, uh, it's been a, actually, you know what, this has been a pretty wild week. It's been an interesting one in search. We don't have a guest, so we're going to be talking all hour long. Dave Davies over there in Victoria, British Columbia. How you doing, my man? I am doing fantastic. And you're right, it has been a, a pretty exciting week, so it's almost best this week that we don't have a guest because there's so much to cover um there, there stuff that's going right. on and it turns out we are totally in that time frame and i know we'll be covering it later in the show um where go ahead brasco you can get your finger over the button here because we really <laughs> aren't going to be able to say yahoo for very much longer well you know what we can we may as well start in on there right now because i mean we're not going to be talking about yahoo much longer but this is i mean this was an interesting one so Verizon, a couple of months ago, uh, well, a couple of months ago, more like eight months ago, purchased AOL for uh, $3.8 billion. Bought it off Time Warner. Last week, it purchased Yahoo off of Yahoo for uh, $4.2 billion. Notice how close those numbers are together? Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, as it turns out, Verizon is going to merge... Yahoo with its AOL division. Now, Yahoo! <laughs> <laughs> knew it was coming somewhere. Um, now, Marissa Mayer had, uh, when, when, when she took on the role of CEO at Yahoo, what was it, like two years ago? I think, two, maybe, yeah, I think it was two years ago. She came in with a lot of hope. You know, people recognize that she is, still is, one of the smartest people in, uh, in Silicon Valley. But she wasn't able to turn the ship around. And um, I don't know. People describe that to Yahoo just not knowing exactly what Yahoo is and never being able to define itself. 
Now it's being uh, merged in with uh, with AOL. What, what do you what do you think, Dave? Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's interesting. And and for for everybody, just going in a little history lesson because we're talking about the, the the death of them here. And this is from uh, your good friend of mine, Jim Boykin's uh, Facebook page here. But I've I have seen it elsewhere. Just a chronicle. Um, and he had posted it as when you think you're having a bad day, the history of Yahoo for our, for our friends in, in the audience. And maybe a little flashback for you and I. In 1998, uh, Yahoo refused to. Then uh, Google said five and they said no. Um, then uh, then Yahoo refused to be sold to Microsoft. This is your nice favorite one to talk about. Uh, for $40 billion in 2008. <laughs> Um, and now they have just sold to Verizon for four point seven billion. So that's just a quick little summary of the screw up that was Yahoo here uh, in in this one. Um, I do think it's a really really interesting acquisition on the part of Verizon. Just to to exactly your point there, Jim, um, and and that they're buying AOL. Clearly, this is a play on content, right? Like mm-hmm. as, as to create basically a, a massive. Um, sort of content network. Now, what the purpose of this? Like, yeah, I guess maybe, and maybe it's because I'm, you know, at, at, at my core, and, and you're more on this side, the, the net neutrality side of things, and, and the protectorate and, and anti-competition things. It always does make me a little uneasy when I see telcos making massive acquisitions like this, and in, in a play where they're controlling content. It'd be like if one bought Facebook, I'd be like, yikes. Um, you know, because now you can totally close in the sphere if you want and, 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 you know, start speeding things up and slowing things down. But, um, I, I do think at least it, it's going to have some life breathed back into it and it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Do you remember, do you remember in, uh, I think it was San Jose about six years ago, seven years ago, you and I had the debate at, uh, Surgeon Strategies about net neutrality? Yeah. Fun debate. The one guy who... Was, was actually on, on the side that you would stake, the anti-net neutrality side, the one guy who wanted to argue with me happened to be a representative of Verizon. <laughs> now, now, here's the thing. AOL didn't know what to do with itself as a massive content network. Uh, history, recent history, seems to play that Yahoo didn't know what to do with itself as a, oh, I don't know, massive content network. Who's to say that Verizon knows what to do with AOL and Yahoo when it bashes them together to make a massive content network? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I know, and that is going to be the interesting thing to watch because either this was a great play or a miserable play. Like, either they have something brilliant on the horizon um, or this is going to be an absolute nightmare and we're about to watch the death of not just Yahoo and AOL but also Verizon. Well, there's a lot of people out there who I don't think would mind seeing the death of Verizon. Now, here's something that doesn't nobody's talked about a lot in, in, in talking about Yahoo's sales or Yahoo's sale. They only sold their core business and assets. They did not sell their shares in Alibaba or their shares in Yahoo Japan. It's a standalone business. So, in a weird way, Yahoo, as an independent company, at least as a holding company, it's going to persist. It's not quite dead yet, but it's no longer an online service. Uh, well, I mean, all Yahoo services are still working. If uh, you still have Yahoo Mail, you can get to Yahoo Mail. If you're using Yahoo to uh, direct yourself through GPS, you can drive into uh, you know any abutment or river um, or down the road. 
those services are still working. Uh, no one shuttered them yet, but um, yeah, it's just going to be uh, it, Yahoo itself. The part of it that owns shares in Alibaba, fifteen percent share in Alibaba, and I think fifty um, percent of Yahoo Japan. That entity is still there somewhere. There's still a board meeting kicking itself over not taking Microsoft's $45 billion a few years back. Um, but that said, I think that may well be the last Yahoo update we ever do. Now it's all about Verizon. Yeah, no, it is. It is true. And I mean, one of the interesting things, and, and you brought it up, and just to cover another point in history that I think is, is quite relevant for our, for our listeners who do care what, what actually created this massive um, destruction here is it was fairly recently. I can't remember. It, it's within the last year, anyway, probably about six, seven months ago at this point. Um, there was discussion about sort of reversing that. You're right. They they still have one of their most valuable assets, Alibaba, and, and their stake in, in Alibaba. Um, and there was that time, and I, I know you remember it, uh, when they were actually looking at reversing what they're doing right now, and that was sell their stake in Alibaba and keep um, Yahoo. Sort of uh, yeah, but the Japan, Treasury Department came out um, alive and, and saying the taxation um, on the on the sale of Alibaba and then moving those those finances over um, were just prohibitive. It, it became a scenario where they had to sell one of the two, and then their hand was sort of forced to sell um, the less valuable of the two, so that the taxation wasn't going to be a big hit. Um, so well, it'll be it'll be interesting. Speaking of taxation, moving money over, and and you know just to make. To get back to my point about Marissa Mayer being one of the smartest people in the Valley, <laughs> it's out there that she could collect up to, say, $55 million on the sale of Yahoo. But somebody at Fortune.com, uh, Stephen Gundell, reporter at Fortune.com, yesterday added everything together. So he added her stock options, her options in... Uh, the other company, the one that, that owns Alibaba, part of Alibaba and Yahoo Japan, um, and uh, promises that Yahoo's board made her if she got the sale to go through and left within a year, she can actually collect up to $123 million on her way out the door. One, two, three million. That's, uh, that's some walking around money. That's some walking around money, absolutely. Um, now, for what it's worth, and I mean, this is this is going to go overlooked in the in the hist- in history, but it shouldn't. Yahoo's share price rose one hundred and fifty one percent during her tenure. Mm. That's got to say something, you know. I mean, like, okay, so maybe they maybe they almost became a penny stock. She took over, and they became a dime stock, but still. She did. She did raise the value of those shares by 125 percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you were a shareholder of her walking in, you're doing better now yep. um, than you were uh, than you were at that day. Um, I know it's it's a, it's an interesting one to to watch. And of course, you talk about numbers like that and go 123. Eh? Like what? <laughs> what did she do to be possibly worth that? There. Um, well, I mean, but uh, you know that's that's how this works out. And she's definitely, to your point, smartest person in the room. Oh yeah, she just walked away with 123 million. You can debate whether she was worth it or not. Yeah, no. I mean, away Yahoo's with board didn't think. Yahoo's board didn't think they were going to get 123 million for the thing. Anyway, moving <laughs> right along. Um, 
you're you, you're you're using Reddit more and more often. Eh? We had Brent Casotas uh, on about three four months ago talking about Reddit. Yep. Well, now I, I use it quite a bit. Actually, a lot of my travels, like as we're driving up to Whistler or whatnot, is just spent, you know, reading out to everybody. Today I learns and that sort of thing, and entertaining ourselves with little quick snippets. There you go. One of the one of the few places you can actually free surf on the web through Reddit. Reddit's an interesting beast, eh? Like it's so popular. It's got um, hundreds of millions of users. It's not really a social network. It's not really a news aggregator. It's 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 its own beast, and it's never had a functioning profit model. But you know, you grow big enough, and the marketers come calling, and they want you to do. Yeah, you know, they want to find some way to promote across you. So Reddit is now going to allow mon- uh, sponsors or marketers to sponsor user posts. It's going to be called promoted user posts. Um, so say, Dave, you make a post up at Reddit and, um, oh, I don't know, um, XYZ Corporation comes along and wants to sponsor it, they'd have the opportunity to ask you if you didn't mind your post being sponsored. Reddit would make all the money. You'd get a lifetime supply of, oh, Reddit points, uh, whatever they're called. Um, what's the, what's, what's, what's the currency at Reddit again? Um, Reddit gold, I assume. You, yeah, you would get an unlimited cache of Reddit gold, and um, yeah, that's that's how it's going to work. You know, yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 fairly intelligent, right? Like to go in with an advertising model that basically doesn't actually really interfere with the end user, which is really important to Reddit. I mean, your your description of them uh, is is humorously spot on. <laughs> like, it isn't actually anything we can go, hey, it's a social network, or hey, it's a, it, it's none of the above, and all of the above. Um, so to, to come up with an advertising model that allows sponsors to sponsor content that was already put out there, and you know that there's going to be marketers going and, and connecting with the likes of Brent ahead of time, and <laughs> going, mm-hmm. put up that content, we're going to sponsor it, that's happening. Um, but you at least have these regular users in there. Um, and yeah, who, I mean, how perfect is it when you've created a model where you get a hundred percent, um, of the revenue, <laughs> like, well, here's what I'm curious for, for, about for content created by somebody else. Here's what I'm curious about though. Like once I've already got my lifetime supply of Reddit gold, what's my incentive to allow somebody to sponsor my content? What well, and that, that is where it'll come in, and you got to know somewhere down the road they are going to have to switch that over to a more rev share model. Um, I, would think, I would think so. You know, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's just going to be necessary. I mean, right now you can buy gold. That's actually a revenue stream for them. So they could end up actually losing depending on the, on the value that they, they place on this, um, like on the actual sponsored posts. But um, I, I can only imagine they'll go to a rev share, but I think this is a great way to – iron out the bugs by not putting a monetary um, incentive on people to spam the system. Um, I, I think they're creating a good model for figuring out in advance where the problems lie, right? Getting some marketers in there who will report back to them on what are the bugs, what are the ebbs and flows, how can I abuse this system? Mm-hmm. Um, you well, know, get that not- sort of sorted out when, it's, when the incentive isn't high to do it, and then 
then start paying people once you've worked out some of those some of those issues because it doesn't take me long. I've come up with a you know I've thought of a few of them already where it's like yeah you could just totally abuse that system if there was revenue in it. Like you could just just it, it make it a horrible horrible spam show, and that's obviously not uh, not what Reddit wants. So. Well, we're gonna have to see where this goes. Um... We'll have on Brent again. Yeah, we'll have, yeah, that's a great reason to have Brent back on the show. Um, we'll have to see where it goes. Re- again, Reddit's its own beast. Redditors are a uh, pretty territorial bunch. They love their Reddit, so anything that might screw it up, they'll jump on. Dave, we got to take a break here on WebCology or on Cranberry.fm. It's about 20 past the hour, if, if you're listening in real time at any rate. Um, it's the 28th of July. 2016. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm. And we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E digital.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contests and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm.
Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is uh, the 28th of July, 2016, and uh, Dave, you were, um, I, 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 I gotta mention it because it was mentioned and it's really important to SEO and it's just the timing just bites for you, but... It was announced yesterday um, that 301s and 302 redirects, something as you believe through the years, but this has been announced yesterday that uh, 301 and 302s will not bleed or degrade page rank. So if you redirect one uh, signal going to one page and it goes to another, you're not actually losing a little incremental percentage of page rank. And uh, this just came up at a bad time for you, eh? <laughs> yeah, it, it really did. Um, for our uh, listeners who don't know why that would be, um, the exact same day, just a couple hours before, I actually wonder if maybe it sparked a question. I don't know. Um, but I had published a piece over on Search Engine Land on auditing your off-site, you know, anything from social to citations to, to links in the area of the link audit. My seventh point was redirects because every piece of information we had until yesterday <laughs> was that uh, a redirect strips off just a little bit of weight. Um, you know, basically an equivalent amount to a link. My concern, of course, being if it happens once, that's fine because you're going to lose it anyway. But if you're chaining redirects, right, like you go to a non-WWW, it goes over to WWW, it goes over to HTTPS. You know, you're chaining these 301s. You could get a problem. And within a couple hours of that article coming out, it, it was one of the, the points. And, of course, right at the end, uh, <laughs> is rendered invalid and, and inaccurate by Gary Eyes, uh, assuming awesome. that he's... He's right. I'm kind of sticking with my, you know, let's clean these up anyway and minimize the number of redirects whenever we can. Hey, if nothing else, creates less room for error. But, yeah, bad timing for me for this announcement, but something important for, for SEOs to be aware of is that it used to strip weight, and uh, and according to Gary, it, it no longer does. Well, yeah, indeed. Um, now, again, just to refresh people's memory, the 301 is the permanent redirect. I'm no longer at this URL, now over at this URL. 302 is a temporary, or 307 te- are both temporary redirects. Um, moving it from here, it'll probably be back here again in the future, but for the time being, it's found over at this place. Now, it's been part of SEO canon, like forever, that when you use a 301, you're going to be dropping a whatever, a little bit of your page rank. John Mueller, on a uh, Hangout, said that it's been a while since uh, PageRank has degraded from using a 301 or a 302. Um, in, 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 in Dave's defense, up until this morning, up until or, or late yesterday, it has been SEO canon um, that you will lose a bit. Now, what you are doing is causing the signal to hop. goes to your uh, signal, uh, goes to your server, and then your server is redirecting the signal, get information from this URL over on this other server over here or this other URL. So that could have a minor effect on your SEO, but it's not going to be a page rank thing. Right. Um, and I mean, you know what, if nothing else, so it got me, it gave me a chance to go back while I was writing the piece. I was like, Hey, Matt gave a great explanation of why that 
phenomenon occurs, why it needs to degrade a little bit. I get why they're managing to, to adjust it now, but um, why it had to degrade. So, you know what, if nothing else, I got to, I got to watch a Matt Cutts video again. I mean, I'd seen it already, but it had been a while, so I got to see Matt Cutts talking SEO, which, uh, you know, been a while. Indeed. <laughs> okay, there is a... Um, there's also new advisement out from Google. And we have, we've shifted a little bit. You remember when it used to be Matt Cutts saying cryptic stuff and the SEOs would get all, the, get all crazy trying to, trying to decipher what it was? Well, Matt said it was about red stuff, so we've got to look at chartreuse as well. <laughs> right now we have yeah. like John Mueller and Gary Eyes just saying stuff, and SEOs are you know, taking this as gospel. I'm not so sure that's a wise thing to do, but <laughs> um, I'd rather go back to the days where we were deciphering the cryptic, because actually that felt a lot more real for some reason. Well, at least we understood that it was up to our interpretation of what was being said, right? And, and Matt was great. I mean, brilliant. It's probably due to his, his time working for, uh, for the government. Uh, he was great at saying stuff without actually passing on any concrete piece of information. <laughs> like, he could talk for five minutes, seem totally useful all the way through, and then when you actually stop to, like, digest it and go, okay, what he means I should do with links is, oh, wait, he doesn't actually tell me what he's supposed to be doing, he just made it seem like he was, right? So, at least we knew nobody's giving us a hard fact. It's up to our interpretation. He's giving us sort of a guiding principle of something. Um, whereas now, yeah, you get these facts and it's like, ooh, but that doesn't make sense, right? Or, or it may or may not be right. Or, hey, the Penguin update's going to happen on this day. And then, you know, six months later, you're still waiting. Oh, incidentally, just, just, just while we're on that subject, John Mueller did mention in a hangout that the Penguin update is going to happen. But now he's not saying, he's not putting his money on when. But he confirms for a fact that there are people at Google working on some form of penguin update. That's all we got to say on that. But just, there's honest to goodness confirmation that's really happening. Which is great. So all those people that are you know, desperately waiting for it, and, and it will eventually happen, and it's just hold on and try not to go bankrupt in the meantime. Okay. Now... We've all been through, Penguin's, Penguin's going to come when Penguin comes. We all have link problems or link successes still. Mm -hmm. SEOs, when you take over a new site, you want to get like uh, some recovery for them. You got a new client or you're working on your own pages. One of the first things a lot of SEOs do, especially newer ones, is just take a, take a like blunt and rusted machete and just start hacking away at links, right? <laughs> yeah. That might... That, in some cases, I mean, where you have clearly spammy links, that might be a good thing to do. But in some... In other cases, the machete approach means you're going to lose... You're going to lose a lot of baby with your bathwater. Now, reassembling yeah. the baby is not as easy as you might think. <laughs> um... John Mueller, in uh, the same uh, office hours hangout that we've been talking about most of the, for uh, most of this segment, 
noted that when you disavow links in Google, you can always remove them from your disavow file if you want Google to reassociate the links that are, you know, still present on that website linking to you. Just because you've disavowed the link doesn't mean the link has gone away. The link still exists out there on the web. You've just told Google that you don't want it to uh, give that weight any link. So maybe you shot yourself in the foot or in the leg or in some other place by um, completely hacking away at, at your links and disavowing them. If you believe that, you know, if you, say, maybe run Majestic or, you know, a, 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 a link analysis tool or something over at Moz and get a better sense of what are good and what are not good links, you can always remove links that you shouldn't have disavowed from your disavow file. Eventually, Google's going to go and re-spider and re-crawl them all, and you'll get, the, you'll get some of that juice back. Has that ever happened for you, yep. Dave, where you've actually removed links from a disavow? It has, and uh, ask me why I would tell people not to bother trying it, even if it seems like a good idea at the time. It did not go well. What Um, happened? I I guess I must have made some some bad misjudgments after something. I don't know what happened, but uh, it uh, it was not a pleasant experience. Um, Fortunately, when you now resubmit that disavow that you originally had started with, which you should always save if you're going to do that, um, it, it does it does clear itself up as fast as it comes in with a with a butt kicking, um, but yeah, you can you can make the same wrong decision, um, or it may or and, and something in my mind that there was a possibility is or maybe a case of and we still are waiting for that penguin update on on the site that I'm talking about, um, and they may have actually just been monitoring very very closely and going ah you're trying to get them back. We had tried to make a very intelligent decision on which ones to do, but. Um, you know that that didn't didn't go well. See, I, I think a lot depends on what scenario you're in. I mean, it, it's it's interesting because you were asking the question earlier um, about you know sort of do you go in with a machete or do you go in with a sniper rifle, right, and try and pick individual ones off. And of course, that depends. If you got a penalty, just just go in with the machete, cut your losses, be done with it. <laughs> you know, start a start a better link strategy later on, and just leave those ones disavowed. As as I learned. Uh, um, but it's interesting. I've had a client where they they don't have a well, I actually I don't have the client right now. <laughs> but they were trying to like you know, I'd warned them because they were just a consulting client. I was like, You have horrible links. You are going to get hit with a penalty. Like unequivocally, you're going to get hit with a penalty here. No, we're not. Yes, you are. <laughs> like wait, yes, that is coming. Okay, what would you do? And then you have these three unique scenarios that each client needs to sort of decide or, or each website owner needs to decide one you can just build good ones if you've got a stockpile of horrible ones and they have some really really horrible ones we're talking anything from blog comments spam to direct you know really low directory spam. anyway pretty bad okay you can just build some really really good ones and hope for the best on your old ones or um you know you can go a hybrid approach of okay i you know i don't want to lose my weight because i'm ranking right now okay i'm going to pull one link out as I build, right? Let's just sort of try and do this trade-off as you're going. Disavow one, you know, one of the worst ones as you're as you're building some new ones, and try and sort of balance it off so you're not losing anything. You're just not gaining anything through you through link building, other than some stability or you know the I'm about to hit a penalty or I can't hedge my you know I, <laughs> I don't have time to make sure, and that's just going with your machete and just slash it to the ground and um, you know start again. Just take your hit, 
right? Lose your lose your link value that you might be getting from these horrible links, but just make sure you're not going to get hit with a penalty. Um, you know, if, if you think one might be coming in their case, I'd have probably gone that route, but we'll see how that goes. You know, it's funny. You should mention, uh, acting in the role of a consultant around links. A year ago, I had, uh, this one client who asked me to do a, uh, a quick link audit for them. They paid us well. And we did a, what I thought was an excellent link audit for them. I, in fact, you know, we, we, we ran it through uh, Majestic and also uh, ran it through Moz. But I took, I took a, a, a section of the report and visited every link in that section. You know, just doing spot checks, right? Mm-hmm. We sent, we sent the file to the client, color-coded. It should, you know, red, amber, and green. What could be easier, right? Green, right. good links. We love these links. Amber, well, you know, they're probably not a problem, but these are the ones we'd be watching. And red, these guys are a problem. You know, Russian or uh, sexdolls.ru, not, probably not the kind of link you want coming into your more family-oriented site. Right. My mistake... <laughs> My big mistake was telling the client about Google being able to disavow links. And I'd explained the red, amber, and green system to them. I really did. And then they went and disavowed all their links entirely. Just the entire sheet. They just rammed it into, uh, I guess he copied and pasted and put it in a notepad and threw it into into, uh, what was then Google Webmaster Tools, now Search Console. And they lost all their rankings and blamed me. I felt terrible for about 30 seconds. Well, I mean, you got to feel terrible for them, but, um, yeah, that sounds not like you did anything wrong, at least. Um, And, yes, the red, amber, and green. (laughs) I think that's a fairly good system. So, anyway, if if, if you're out there listening, if you're out there, the links that were in amber and green, just take them off the sheet at at Search Console. Bob's your uncle. You're all fine. I feel better. <laughs> okay, you know, one of the problems with, uh, with doing link analysis, if you're not using a, uh, a, a tool that has its own crawler like uh, Moz or Majestic, is you're stuck using, st- using data from, like, Search Console, and if you're using data from Search Console, you're stuck to a thousand lines. That's the most it's going to give you. When we come back from break... I want to walk through a method that Glenn Gabe uh, has published in Search Engine Land today, SEO Glenn Gabe, published a method in Search Engine Land today using a plugin for Excel that will give you access to all, and Glenn means all, of your data from Search Console. But before we can do that, Dave, it's uh, getting close to time to take, it's a good time to take a break here on Webcology on cranberry.fm, so friends... It's the 28th of July, 2016. This is Jim Edgerton, Digital Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm, and we're back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Is your website hacked? 
Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjorgeDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Money doesn't grow on trees. So you'll probably have a better chance of growing your business with cranberries. What? Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It's the 28th of July, 2016. And uh, we were just about to dive into a quick piece that was uh, put up on Search Engine Land earlier today by Glenn Gabe. How to get all of your data out of Search Console using this really cool plugin called Analytics Edge. It's an Excel plugin. Um, but Dave, you corrected me actually, which is way, I, I, I love when I, I love being corrected when I'm way wrong. There is another way to get more data out of Search Console. Yeah, if you if you go into to view your links rather than going the latest, there's a couple different ways to get it. I usually use both. Um, just to, to make sure it's complete and then clear out the duplicates. You can go in latest, but if you go in through the download sample links, um, it will give you a, a more robust, still not all, um, but it will give you a more robust number. So in this case, it's uh, it would let me download, or it did let me download um, 6,303 of, of the backlinks that it's reporting um, to our site. So a little more. Um, but not uh, certainly not all um, of the links. So I'm waiting with bated breath, Jim. What did you have to say? Okay. Well, first of all, there's um, you you, you use Microsoft Excel, of course. I mean, of course, it, it, everyone in, in in this industry and everyone in business has to know how to use Excel. There are plugins for Excel, and one of them is called Analytics Edge. Um. 
go to uh, go to Excel, um, or I'm sorry, search for Analytics Edge, download it. It's a uh, free core add-in for uh, for uh, 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 for Excel. Click Manage Connections, enter your search console information, download. Um, I'm paraphrasing big time. There's a number of other steps you have to go through, but download your um, search analytics information into Excel. Remove all filters. You want the last 90 days. Um, Google Search Console only goes back to 90 days. It'll, this will get you as much data as possible. Click to um, write to worksheet. So you you know file save instead of saving write to worksheet, and boom, you have five, ten, fifteen, twenty five thousand lines of whatever, however many lines of data, it's now visible to you. Now, I just gave a crappy explanation. Go to searchengineland.com. Uh, the article was published today, June twenty eighth. I'm sorry, July twenty eighth, twenty sixteen. By Glenn Gabe, if you want to get a hell of a lot more out of uh, Google Search Console, formerly Webmaster Tools, this is how you do it. Oh, you know what? And I read it, and I was using, you know what, I, I looked in the wrong place, or, or maybe we got confused there, or um, but whatnot. But um, one of the interesting things, and it, it's, it's spot on, and you would have been, you would have been right, I just noticed um, right now, um, the piece is discussing uh, landing pages as opposed to uh, backlinks. Oh, indeed. Uh, indeed. So you all, your, all your landing pages. You know what? And I had gone link route. I just, because we were talking about links earlier, and so my brain went to links. So when I went, hey, I can get 6,303 of them, I was talking about your backlinks, um, not the landing pages that they're, uh, that they're referring to in Search Console. So my apologies for any confusion I may have caused. Now, here's, here's the thing. This pulls all the data. This will pull keyword data, too. So all that, all that stuff that's not set, you get to see it this way. So guess what I'm going to be playing with after the radio show, and I recommend our uh, listeners do as well. Yeah, SEOs experiment with this. This um, over, oh, I, I, I just see in London, Dixon is like pounding his feet, his fist on the desk, going, "No, it doesn't work." Um, <laughs> this, I don't know if you've ever looked at a twenty-five thousand line file before, Dave. But there's not a lot of, like, hardcore analysis you can do on 25,000 lines within the budgets of most SEO clients. Yeah. So this is in no way a replacement for tools like Majestic or Ahrefs or uh, 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 this is in no way a uh, uh, replacement for um, any of the Moz tools or any automated tool. But it will get you all your information in one place. Well, that and that's exactly how I'm viewing this. Is like this is just an extra source of the raw data that you're you're looking to have. Uh, would I replace Majestic? Would I replace Ahrefs? Would I replace I don't know URL Profiler? No. <laughs> like, all these things have their have their use, um, and all of them are important. This is great, but it's giving you no metrics about those links, right? Like, and that's that's fine. I mean, it's giving you some uh, you know a, a lot of data about your landing pages and which link you know all that sort of stuff. That's great. Um, but you know, when you, when I'm looking at something like Majestic, what I want is the added data they're giving me. When I use Ahrefs, I want to see those social shares, 
right? All of that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's certainly not a replacement for them, uh, but I'll be, and, and I'm looking at the packages right now, I'll definitely be toying around with this, and it sounds like another great source of, of raw data to give you a snapshot of a, a better understanding of your website. Absolutely. Okay, where do we go next? we got about 10 minutes left. Um, have you ever used... When you do your keyword research, uh, Dave, do you ever uh, sort of stray off and start playing with Google Autocomplete? Yeah, occasionally, yeah, I do. Especially when I'm looking for uh, content ideas for a client. Okay, so there's a company in the UK, um, Digital Loft, and I guess, you know, they were doing what, you know, any good SEO will do. They were um, messing around with Google, doing a little bit of research, and they started asking the, um, started typing in the common beginnings of questions. Think of the five W's, who, what, when, where, and why. Mm-hmm. So go to Google and type, start typing in who is, what did, when did, how did, and see how it autocompletes. For instance, I just, I just typed in how did, and I got the question, which somebody must have asked, how did this get made? Well, that's kind of a dumb question to ask Google because has no idea what you're asking it. How did what get made? Yes. Now, something that I'm going to find interesting because it's, 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 it's an interesting thing you're talking about right there. Uh, and I think you're spot on in in this day and age. Now, I just uh, a few days ago um, upgraded to the S7, Samsung S7. Which, I mean, that, that part's sort of irrelevant, but of course, it starts telling you about new features, some of which it wasn't telling me about on my old phone, whether my old phone didn't have it, the S5, or whether it just gave up on giving me tips because I kept going clear. Uh, I don't know, but one of the things that I now know that my phone can do that I didn't know it was is if I hold down the home button, Google's going to scan everything on that screen, and it's going to now give me suggestions on, like, basically, it's, it's going to craft a query result for me. Now, in that context, isn't that interesting, though? How did this get made or, or something like that? Well, in an environment that I can see in the not-too-distant future where Google would go, okay, if you ask me some weird question like that, I'm going to assume it's what you're looking at. <laughs> so now scan that screen and tell me what it is, that how did that get made, right? Like, oh, okay, that, you mean a lamp, okay, or whatever, um, or you mean a you know Tesla car, right, or, or whatnot. But I, I think it's an interesting one you bring up, and I think we're going to see the future of technology really leaping in that area where right now that's a ludicrous question, 100% right, and there's more on that list. Uh, but I, I think it, it illustrates one that people are asking that question. Google's creating a technology to answer it, or, or at least extrapolate what you might mean, I have to wonder how long until that question will actually be accurately answered uh, you know, by Google when, it, <laughs> when it's requested. Oh, my goodness. You know, if, if Google really wants to do us some favors, eh, and, 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 and app makers out there, if you could, you could save us, God, well, Google, does this make my ass look fat? Most dreaded <laughs> question. Like a question, ter- there's no right answer to that, right? Um, so if, if 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 Google could answer that for me, on my behalf, I would I would greatly appreciate it. Other questions are like people are asking Google, "When will I die? Uh, why are we here? Do penguins have knees? And am I psycho?" 
I don't know. Uh, I just have a hard time seeing Google answering these questions. I mean, it doesn't even know what pe- where Penguin is, much less whether it has knees or not. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Damn things certainly well, don't got legs. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Some of those were crazy, but you know what? I mean, like, do pigs sweat? Um, you know, I mean, it wouldn't obscure question to ask, but I think a lot of this is, of course, um, you know, people just going, what? will google do like we all remember when siri came out there were some you know weird questions being asked of siri i'm betting <laughs> people were like what are you going to give me as a, as a response to this um and just testing out the system so it's uh it'll be it'll be interesting but yeah it's it's, it's odd what some of the people come up with like am i pregnant like what <laughs> maybe <laughs> how, how how would they how would they know but i you know in a case like that i think that's more a i'm looking for a page to tell me the signs of it not for google to actually <laughs> answer accurately whether i'm pregnant or not it would okay. maybe hear my voice and go probably not <laughs> we're, d- we're down to our last two minutes and today's one of those days where you wish it, where you wish it was actually tomorrow because today Google is going to be releasing its numbers, but not until later on today. Unfortunately, after the show's off. Now, last quarter, Google missed its numbers, and that kind of shocked Wall Street a little bit. Um, I mean, Dave, as, as you know, Google makes the vast majority of its money from search advertising. Yes. But... Um, you know, Google has a number of... Well, Google actually isn't even Google anymore. It's Alphabet. And it actually has a number of other businesses. Fiber, Nest, um, its uh, medical arm, Verily. Like, Google has, uh, uh, you know, grown from being a, a one at lo- the one-trick pony, as I think Lorna Lee once, uh, once phrased it, to... Um, to actually, you know, being a, 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 a company that's, that's trying to diversify. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's going to be reflected super strong um, in this quarter's earnings. Um, I'm expecting something maybe a little more realistic. Um, you know, or I think investors will be a little more realistic going into this quarter after the last one where they, they didn't do as well as, as people had hoped. Um, I think we're going to see that this quarter as well. Um, got some, some statistics out on Amazon right now, and this is one of the big areas that Google's trying to go into is, is the cloud computing sector. And, and they're doing fairly decently. Like it's, it's, um, like last year was, at, uh, or last quarter, it was at $1.63 uh, billion of their revenue. Like this is a, a, a really, really solid arm for them. But that's still about a fifth, um, or six. I can't remember the exact numbers of what Amazon is at right now, right? So mm-hmm. I think over time, if, if they can manage to chisel down on Amazon over there, um, then that's that's where they're going to see the the real growth start to happen, um, and uh, and Microsoft is is doing actually better than Google in in that space as well. So that's that's going to be interesting. Facebook's had a great quarter, um, and interestingly, Facebook has has come out in their quarterly report um, or, or discussions around it, basically going, we have some ideas for more money, um, and this is important for marketers, um, but that isn't. Um, putting more ads on the page. Basically, they've said they're not going to be like in future quarters. Don't look to the ad revenue growth 
it may grow based on what people are willing to spend per click, but don't look at it as, as impressions because we basically maxed out on what we can show people before they're, they're going to start getting annoyed. So interesting for marketers to know what we're seeing right now is probably going to hold pretty steady, at least in the number and placement of, uh, of the pages. They seem to have that pretty much um, maxed out at this point, but uh, that came out of their, their reporting. Do you, do, do you get the feeling that we're actually hitting a point where um, what we see as revenue ge- uh, revenue generators for the big guys, and, and you know, 99.9% of that's been advertising, that's about to change, um, just as the web is about to change. AI is becoming uh, far more prevalent um, in all facets of life. They who control the AI are going to be making a whole bunch of money. The next four to eight quarters are going to be most interesting, and I think we're going to see the trajectory of the future of computing in the, the beginning of it in the numbers Google publishes later on this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing it. Um, something we won't have time to talk about, but uh, folks, head over to Search Engine Land or any of the major search engine publications because they're all covering this right now. Expanded text ads launched a couple days ago. Um, if you're running any paid ads or you're thinking about it, head over, read up on it. The ad formats have completely changed, and as far as I'm concerned, for the better. Okay. okay. And now we got to go. We're, uh, we are officially and completely out of time. So, friends, you've been listening to Webcology on Cranberry.fm on the 28th of July, 2016. On behalf of Dave Davies at Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Stick around, Cranberry.fm. We've got some great content coming up on the network right after the news. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 